I'm going to show the people of Gotham their city doesn't belong to the criminals and the corrupt. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy, and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored. I can be destroyed, but as a symbol, as a symbol, I can be incorruptible. I can be everlasting. What symbol? Something elemental, something terrifying. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm vengeance. I'm Batman. Hello and welcome to The Road to the Batman. What do you want to watch is look back at the Dark Knight's standalone film history ahead of his next big screen iteration. I'm Ashley Hobbley. Joining me today on this episode, Don Blight. Thank God we're back to good Batman movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. It is, it, we're on the home stretch. Uh, Certainly are. Not long to go. Alright, so... Uh, if you haven't figured it out today, we're talking about the first of Christopher Nolan's films, Batman Begins. So please be aware we'll be freely discussing anything and everything about the pot themes in any of the films. So if you haven't watched it, come back later. With that said, let's jump to our discussion of Batman Begins. How do you know my name? The world is too small for someone like Bruce Wayne to disappear. Your parents' death was not your fault. My parents deserve justice. I cannot let that pass. If you make yourself more than just a man, then you become something else entirely. Which is? A legend, Mr. Wayne. Master Wayne, are you coming back for long, sir? As long as it takes to show the people of Gotham their city doesn't belong to the criminals and the corrupt. He's here. Who? The Batman. Directed by Christopher Nolan, screenplay by Christopher Nolan, David Escoya, story by David Escoya, based on characters appearing in comic books published by DC Comics, Batman by Bob Kane with Bill Finger, starring Christian Bauer, Michael Kane, Liam Neeson, Katie Holmes, Gary Oldman, Killian Murphy, Tom Wilkinson, Rutger Hauer, Ken Watanabe, and Morgan Freeman. After witnessing his parents' death, Bruce learns the art of fighting to confront injustice. When he returns to Gotham as Batman, he must stop a secret society that intends to destroy the city. Uh, Dylan, what are your memories of seeing Batman Begins for the first time, and what was your impressions watching it this time? Um, I think it was... I don't know how, like, how much after release it was, but it was the DVD, like, home release. Um, I don't... At the time, like, I was in... I think maybe grade seven, just high school, something like that. Um, it would have been like, I definitely wasn't into comic books. I wasn't like, I didn't really like, I'd watch the movies come out. Like I was watching, you know, at the time we were watching X-Men and Spider-Man and whatever's around that, that point. But I wasn't like deep enough into caring about comic books that I was or movies in general at this point in life. Actually, I'm still like probably a year or so away from starting to care a bit more, but I was just not really caring. You know, I'd watch stuff when it came out sort of thing. And I think, Maybe dad or someone was like, oh, there's a new Batman movie. We're going to watch that tonight. So that's what we did because, of course, I'd seen all the other ones um, as a kid and growing up and whatever else. So watch Batman Begins. And, yeah, I remember it being like, holy shit. Like, I th- especially coming off, it's it's serious. Like, in a, in, a, in a way that's not Batman 
Burton serious, like where it's like that's trying to be serious, but it's, it's almost it's still in a sort of comic booky world. Mm. It's still in this this Tim Burton fantasy land sort of thing, which works. And again, I like those films. We just discussed them, but um, this is Batman, but realistic, which yeah. was the I'd never seen at that point, and that was sort of mind blowing. And I I had not even read a Batman comic in my life at this point, so to a degree, I put a lot of me starting to read comic books. Because the first current books I ever tracked down were Batman ones. And it was only because how much I liked Batman Begins and subsequently Dark Knight and everything that that like sort of kickstarted me being like, man, I want to read Batman comics and then sort of spiraled from there to read novel things, of course. So um, really good memories. I think it holds up really well. I think it's the weakest. I know that I don't know if that's a hot take, but it's the weakest of the trilogy from memory. Anyway, we'll see how it goes the rewatch. Um, and it's definitely the one I've watched the least. Like, if I've ever chucked a random one on over the years, it's, it's only ever been Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises. So, uh, and I think it runs into some pacing issues in the second half. Um, I think the first half, the slow, methodical Bruce Wayne story stuff, I think is really good. Um, that's like the first hour nearly. Um, I think once we get to the Batman stuff, the pacing goes a little bit all over the place. Um, and sort of the rush to the the big villain finale is like whatever, in my opinion. Like, I don't hate it. I don't love it or whatever. It's just like sort of like it's a finish, but it's the least interesting part of the movie to me. Um, it's more just the Bruce story. Like, I almost feel like it didn't even need a villain, but I guess it did. But yeah, it's like it's a weird one. So, but yeah, I really like it. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't, I didn't see this one in cinemas either. Like, I'm pretty sure from memory, I watched it. Like, on my year 12, like, end of year, like, almost schoolies kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> my parents had been to Malaysia and they got, like, a a copy of Batman Begins while they're over there. So, you know. Probably wink, not wink, the most authentic yeah, yeah. <laughs> copy. But, yeah, that's the first time I saw the movie. It's kind of weird that, like, it completely was off my radar or whatever. It's like, I don't, I don't recall it even coming out in cinemas. But of course, of course, it did. It was like, but it's interesting. Obviously, it was the it was the ninth highest grossing movie of that year, uh, with the highest grossing being Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Um, but yeah, I really love this movie. Really, really like this movie. Uh, I think you know, like you said, it's like this realistic take on Batman, and like they kind of found in this film. I feel like they found the perfect balance between Bruce Wayne and Batman. Like, mm. even though it's a little on the nose at times and, like, like flat out saying it, uh, I feel like they got the dynamic of Batman and Bruce so perfectly, this movie. Um, I think they- Even though it's sort of memed on now with the- You know, like- Yeah, again, you know, swear to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I was more referring to, like, at the end of the movie, she's like, I've- I, oh, now, this is your about mask. This is your mask. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I uh, I think you know, obviously, you get that really good build, um, with him like learning his skills and like kind of coming into his own as getting the origins of Batman. They're very much what year one kind of starting point. Um, I think you know you've got Liam Neeson there as like, I think th- this is before Taken or after Taken. It would be around the same. It might even be the same year, to be honest. Let me just do a quick check. Or maybe like a year. Because it's like, it's kind of in the middle of his Taken's 20, 2008. So Taken's three years after this. Yeah. So it was, this like foreshadowed his uh, turn into an action hero. 
Um, especially considering he was like a very serious dramatic actor and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I think, I think obviously, you know, Christian Bale, probably the best Batman we've had. It's like, he's kind of, obviously he's had the three, he's had the best run of fin- films, I'd, I'd argue. Um, but yeah, he's, he's surrounded by interesting people. He's got obviously Michael Caine playing Alfred, uh, not the same as uh, Michael Goff in the last couple of films, but like he's got a bit. He's just Michael Caine. <laughs> just, what, what else could you want? You know, he gives him the the hard time, and he also has a, that paternal figure kind of element to himself as well. And it's like having given up on me there, sir. Never, never, yeah, never. Why do we fall? So we can get back up, sir. So we can right. get back up again. Uh. Yeah, and then of course the addition of Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox as well. I think it's such a pivotal part of the series as well, mm. uh, like kind of explaining how he gets. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, but yeah, I think you know it, it's definitely the most realistic and interesting world. Um, yeah, I think also I think Gotham in this is really interesting because obviously we're coming off <laughs> Joel Schumacher's version of Gotham in which they've got a guy holding a statue of a person holding up an observatory whereas this very much feels like a real city um yeah. even though it's got this weird monorail thing that you know we never see again in any other movies because uh, it's destroyed they never bother fixing they, <laughs> they destroy one section so they just yeah. demolish the rest of it just demolish the whole thing sense. um yeah it just it kind of just made everything feel realistic and important and like you know, we didn't have like these over top villains as well. So, you know, it's very much about the crime uh, and that kind of thing. But still, it's tied into the whole Raz al thing, which I think is really well done and pulled. I feel like the villainous plot was pulled together pretty well. Yeah. I feel like I don't love Raz, like Liam Neeson as Raz. Just. I, I hate the whole. Uh, Asian character bait and switch thing. You know what mm. I mean? That's a, a only like sort of weird like thing in the rewatches. It's like if you did, um, it's no different than they did it with Doctor Strange, the bait and switch yeah, again. That's you true. Know? Yeah, it's like a that's a weird like just stereotype. But that's different because Raz has always been like a white guy from memory in the comics. I actually don't know what I just hate the bait and switch though, but Raz, oh. Google ethnics here. Let's see. Google. Uh, Razor Ghoul maybe just get Razor Ghoul's ethnic origins may be described East Asian in accordance with Birth of Demon and Resurrection of Razor Ghoul. So, East Asian. So, uh, not white. Yeah, not white, but you know, he looks pretty white in some of the copies. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind. I mean, because Liam Neeson. I mean, it's a title, so I mean. <laughs> Maybe the the it Ducard. was Raz. Maybe it was Raz that we saw in the thing, but then he died. No, and then it was, Ducard no. took on the mantle. No, even the movie makes it very obvious the entire time. Yeah, like he's the actual one behind everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, another thing I was gonna say, Falcone in this, I appreciate. Like, I think um, Tom Wilkinson's like really. I, I appreciate his almost over the top performance at times. I think, especially in that that the, meeting, like, the dinosaur. Yeah. The dinosaur, he's like riding a line. I feel there, like playing this very 
like the accent and everything, but mm. um, I like it. <laughs> I, I, just, I also enjoy uh, Christian Bale's performances, like Dweeby Bruce Wayne, like before he. Oh, like he at gets, the start, like when yeah. he's like wants to shoot um, Joe Shield, whatever yeah. they call him. In there, Joe Chill. Do they call him Joe Chill? Yeah. Do they? Okay. Yeah. Over uh, baggy clothes and um, his yeah. whole attitude and demeanor is a lot different to later. But it's like, well, that's Bruce Wayne, I guess. And then he goes away and he becomes Batman. Yeah. And he comes back as Batman. And then he, the new version of Bruce is this philanthropist yeah. playboy. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, he's, he's pretending to be Iron Man, Rob Down Jr. So. Yeah, kind of. Do More or less. I mean, it's Alfred's idea, really. You know? Mm. If you sure. pretend to. I love how easy Alfred is to buy into all this, too. He's like, like this is this is he's never like this is a bad idea. <laughs> he's like it's it's better than you like at least you're going here. away again. I, think that's or, what, like, I yeah. feel like that's the main thing. It's like at least you're yeah. here and he's I'm like, seeing you're you. Here, you're doing something. Yeah. You know. Uh you know, even though he became super rich because apparently Bruce left all his money in his name. Yeah. Yeah. I also love the the scheme to buy back Wayne Enterprises behind the scenes. Just, you know, that guy getting his comeuppance was is beautiful. Yeah. Lots of uh, little offshore bank accounts. Secret yeah. to winning any financial war. Yeah. That's what movies have taught me. I mean, in real life, you just get a just giant bunch of money and then buy a company out. That's true. Yeah. That's what they do nowadays. It's not like in the back of the day when Vivendi was trying to buy out Ubisoft. Shoutouts. Yeah. Film, video game history. Uh, how do you feel about Katie Holmes in this movie? It is, uh, it's just kind of odd. Just, uh, yeah, she's, fun, she's movies, solid, so. but it's like it's kind of, yeah, yeah. It's um, I think she's good. I just, I my brain at this point is just so trained to hurt, like it, not. It's not. You're supposed it's, to be Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's Maggie. Yeah, it's like in my mind, I think of that character. I think of Maggie. So it's not that her performance is bad. It's just, and it's not like. It's, it's not even that, oh, Batman has to be played by the same actor. Like, so it's just because in this Nolan trilogy, my mind associates Nolan, Batman, Maggie Gyllenhaal, not Katie. So, hmm. but yeah, I think she's good. I think she's, I think, I think she lays the groundwork that Maggie picks up and uses in the following film. Like the character yeah. tonally and like personality wise and everything like always matches up. So and Katie did that. So she gets the yeah. props, I guess. Yeah. She gets, some, she just gets her moments and that kind of thing, you know? Um, what about Cillian Murphy as Scarecrow? I mean, I love Cillian Murphy in anything. So, yeah. um, he's really good. I think I like this version of Scarecrow. I like the the way he interacts with Katie Holmes, especially. I think is always so fun. The very smeary, uh, smarmy little little prick he is when she, she comes up and all that sort of stuff. And um. I just love how he, he also sort of, tra- you see that slight transformation when he puts on the, like, especially in that scene where Batman shows up and he, like, rips the hood off and he's like, it's, he's here. It's the bat. Like, he, that's like he's being a little bit more villainous, like, the tonally yeah. or whatever, like, a bit more comic booky, which you don't usually see, but um, without it being silly or whatever. And mm-hmm. then you, when he's doing the doctor role, he's a bit more, oh, this one's definitely insane, all that, you know, yeah. that sort of stuff. Love his reaction when he's like under the influence of the beer toxin. Well, his eyes Sorry, are the just... doctor's not in anymore. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe make it a point. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he gets taken out by a taser to the face. You know, so. Yeah, love that. Yeah. But at least he comes back. He's running. He's in all of them, right? From memory. I think, yeah. Well, yeah. he's at the start of the next one. And then. Yep. Like, he's at, like, the midpoint in the third one or whatever it is. So. Yep. Uh, how do we feel about Christopher Nolan? Obviously, this is his first of these films, the big first big action movie. Uh, consider that he did what following Memento and then Insomnia before this. Hmm. It's kind of crazy that Warner Brothers kind of gave the keys to the castle to this guy. Of, this yeah. guy, <laughs> which was <laughs> might be the biggest payoff in all directing choices of all time. I can't think of any other one that's been more successful. I think he shows, and everything everything in this film, it's like Batman Begins, but also Nolan Begins, to a degree. Because just from the way he shoots his action, action sequences, the way uh, Zimmer's music ties into the like mm. emotion and uh, elements, and that music gets loud <laughs> as the, yeah. the thing goes. <laughs> like, I feel like the action sequence get uh, both more intense, but also they he lets them have moments like this film shows where he quite happy to have the characters sort of sit there at first and like build up, build up, build up. And then the action starts, music kicks in. Like the, like I picture a Nolan movie, like you could show me a movie and like, I've never heard it, seen it before. And then I swear I could be like, at the end be like Nolan directed that. Cause I feel like there's almost just a playbook to sort of how I, I picture him now, especially like action movies, just the build up, the music kicks in. Can't hear you know, Action, action. Yeah, yeah like, I, I just, that. And you get elements of here, but it's not the full thing. The next two films is the the moments. Yeah. Like, there's so many moments, especially, like, and obviously Dark Knight's one that most people have watched a lot. But, like, obviously, I've, I haven't watched that for a few years at this point, to mm. be honest. But I watched it a lot in high school, like, especially those first few yeah. years after it came out. We watched it a lot. And it's just, even think about stuff like that, like, the, the car chase, bike chase sort of thing in that one. You think about, like, with the Joker and everything. You think about the time where he goes to, where is it, Japan? Or fucking yeah. wherever. Hong Kong. Um, and, like, yeah. Hong Kong, sorry. And then, like, the build-up, the shot with him coming off, the way the music kicks in as he jumps off. Like, obviously, I'm jumping here a little bit. But I'm just saying, like, a lot of those things, mm. those big moments I can think about, the sort of tease here. So you think about him escaping with the bats and everything and the way that sort of builds up and the music s- kicks in, but not as loud <laughs> yeah. um, in that sort of sequence and um, th- things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's it's Batman Begins, but Nolan Begins also. Yeah, so I think the other thing I appreciate, especially going back and watching this, is, like, there's still, even though it's a lot more serious and stuff, there's still, like, moments of humour throughout the film. Obviously, you've got the Alfred cracking one-liners. And I was like, going to say, Alfred is the Alfred. comic relief. So. But then you've got, like, dumb... <laughs> My favorite just dumb joke is like he's in the tumbler and he's like reversing to jump off that car park roof. It just mm. goes into this compact space. <laughs> Gotta get all the way down there to fire that one missile and drive forward for some yeah. reason. Yeah, uh, the tumbler. I mean, that's a great addition to this series and kind of just differentiates it from those other four films. Like this Batman feels mm. like probably what an and actual then, like Batman figure would, would like, probably yeah. want. Yeah. Well, it's funny because in this universe, it makes perfect sense where it's like, oh, there's a this department. It's like a tank. He claims it. So you're like, that makes perfect sense. Um, but then I'm thinking about the the one we're doing this in the lead up to. The, yeah, Batman, the Batman. And like literally just has a fucking charger or whatever the hell it yep. is. That's realistic also. But from yeah. a different end of realistic. It's you like, know what I mean? Like Realistic as in he didn't have 
Yeah, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a tank. In go- he doesn't have a tank. He doesn't in the have a tank. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's it's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else you want to touch on about the film? Um, not really. I mean, it's I this obviously is the thing. we've this- got the 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 suit, which obviously gives him a little bit more mobility. There's a lot more fighting yeah. in this than we've seen in the previous ones. That's another thing. He gets a lot more mobility for for two and three, and then the fight scenes get a lot better for the sequels because he gets that more mobility. Um, mm. It's I think it's t- the next one, Dark Knight, where he can suddenly move his head. So that's like the whoa moment. But yeah, I, I love to see it. I think it's like- You even like, get like more for- of him like popping up places like doing the the scares jump scares and that yeah. kind of stuff yeah um yeah i was just like i feel like this movie is just a ground it's a really good setup for the universe and everything and like a good origin story for batman and a proper origin story because we never really actually got one in the the previous four films we've watched here like they they give you the whole flashback thing but you never got an, and batman you never got a bruce wayne to Batman story until mm. this movie, like a proper one. So that's just the the, I think that's the best part of this movie. It's actually not the Batman stuff. The Batman stuff's good, but I think the, what the the best stuff is the Bruce Wayne stuff in this movie. And yep. then the sequel is Batman. You know, that, and I think that's obviously done on purpose. It's like this movie's yeah. Bruce Wayne. The sequel's Batman. So yeah, uh, yeah, like you said, I think they did the Bruce thing well. I think they used the he utilized the flashbacks really well building up that like family elements like mm. i don't think we got like a proper like how the waynes got murdered in the other foot as much as we want to make jokes now about we always see the waynes get murdered in every single movie it's like i don't think they've done like a proper <laughs> like definitive look at how it happened um, no you got a flashback in batman forever yeah and you got this and then you've got batman v superman so yeah We've seen three times across the film history. The people act like you've seen it like twenty times. times. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I just, before I forget, Gary Oldman is Commissioner Gordon, obviously a co- cornerstone of this franchise as well of these runner films. Anyway, uh, very different to Pat Hingle's version from the first run of Batman movies, where he's more of a key ally to Batman. Uh, Rather than just the commissioner of the police, you know. Yeah, I love how he figure. gets an actual arc. Gordon yep. gets an arc for these films just as much as Bruce and Batman, and whatever. Yep. Like he's he's set up to be this integral character, and I also think I almost feel like Gary Oldman's performance is underrated because mm. he does such a very normal sort of human performance that it's one of those performances that because it isn't bigger and louder or whatever in a movie with bigger and louder people that people don't give it probably as much respect as it deserves because Gary Oldman can do either end, you know, like yeah. he can go fucking <laughs> off the chain yeah. if he wants, but it's just a very like normal performance that you, you straight away like him. You're like, this Gordon guy's good. Yeah. You know, they introduce him in a scene where his partner's taking money and he's like, no, nah, I'm not into well, that. Well, they introduce also, him like uh, comforting Bruce Wayne. That's true. The flashback. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's true. But that also, scene I was yeah. like, cause it's, it shows that, you know, he's like, I'm not going to take the money, but I like how they have the whole thing where he's like, but I'm not a fucking snitch. So, like, yeah. Says a lot about him, I guess. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right. Let us know what you thought of Batman Begins. 
We're going to explosion.com slash Twitter or jump to Discord at explosion.com slash Discord. If you want to help us out here or do you want to watch, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser or leave five stars on Spotify or tell people about the show. And if you like this episode, thought it was worth it all, head on over to our Kofi page at explosion.com slash support. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time. Keep watching stuff, I guess. Can you imagine if they made this now? They would do that last scene with uh, Jim with Gordon and Batman on the roof with the Joker card as an end, end credit scene. That's yeah. I should have actually brought that up. Hey, like it's just literally the end of the movie. <laughs>